my podcast on lesser known feminist figures in history. The topic of discussion will be about Hypatia of Alexandria, her works, and her contributions to feminism. Hypatia is also known to have different spelling of the name, uh, H-Y-P-A-T-I-A, for her little more well-known spelling, or H-Y-P-T-A-C-H-I-A, for the other one. Hypatia was born in 355 CE and died in March 415 CE. Her date of birth is contested, but her death has a much more exact date, the reason why will be covered later. She was born and lived her life in the city of Alexandria under the rule of Roman em- the Roman Emperor uh, Theodosius I. Hypatia herself strove, like her father Theon, to become a mathematician and astronomer, but also a leader of philosophy. Theon himself played a part in preserving Elucid's elements and Ptolemy's Almagest and Henry Mabel's. Sources note that she was a beautiful, respected teacher and determined to remain celibate. Socrates and Suidius both lived at the same time as her and both spoke highly of her beauty and character. In regards to celibacy, she did have many suitors and possibly had a husband, the philosopher Isidorus. Other sources state that she was just engaged to him. Suidius states, however, she still died a virgin. It is claimed that she, in one situation, repelled a spouse, repelled a suitor by confronting him with her use of menstrual pads and lectured him on what the unclean nature of what he thought was beautiful, referring to her female reproductive organs. She herself would claim to be the first woman to be the world's leading mathematician and astronomer of her time, a claim that is exclusive to her only. She held many lectures and attracted many students and large audiences to listen to her words. The philosophy she was mainly preaching was the philosophy of Neoplatonism. Neoplatonism was a philosophy that was concerned with the approach to the one. The one is the underlying reality that is partially accessible via human power of expression from platonic forms. The one is the most true reality and cannot be perceived entirely. Hypatia was a prominent emir of Neoplatonism, which was considered a pagan philosophy in a time of religious turmoil. Despite being a woman, Hypatia eventually gained full leadership of the Neoplatonic school at Alexandria. Suidius spoke highly of her ability to teach. Both Socrates and Philostogorius said that the Egyptians, Europeans, Asians, and Africans all came to listen to her class. Religious conflict amongst the Christians, Jews, and pagans ran rampant, and Hypatia was caught right in the middle of it. Her dedication to her work and her philosophy eventually drew out religious hate and misogyny, which eventually led to her brutal murder by a gang of Christian zealots. Some say she was cut up and then burnt. Some say she was burnt alive. While her death was brutal, the affair itself made Hypatia a powerful feminist symbol in history, a symbol to pursue one's intellectual endeavors despite the overarching ignorant and prejudiced views. 
Hypatia was so influential that even the Christian primary sources that described her gave her a favorable impression. She would eventually influence various works of literature and art, such as Kingsley's novel and a passage from Gibbon. The, art, the artist Gisapo Gasparo made the infamous painting of Hypatia. The specific works that Hypatia worked on were mainly commentaries of Greek mathematical and astronomical writings. She was very much her father's daughter, as he too was a prominent commentator. While confusing at first, the commentator does not seem to simply critique or comment on the great writings. Until the invention of the printing press in 1440, all writings had to be copied by hand and passed down generations. Due to the tedious nature of copying, many great works have been lost, including many, if not all, of Hypatia's own writings. According to the article Hypatia and her mathematics, it refers to the pseudo a 10th century encyclopedia that drew from earlier sources and has Hypatia referenced in it. The pseudo has and, and several notable people's words such as Sudius provides the best evidence in stating at least what works she had contributed to. The three main works that Hypatia is attributed to are Polonius's Conics, Ptolemy's Almagas, and or Handicadius, and Diophantus's Arithmetic, as quoted by Sudius. Sudius probably only referenced three purely mathematical or astronomical writings uh, because his sources come from Hyskinius. Aeschius only gave accounts of the astronomical and mathematical works. Considering that Hypatia taught for around 20 years, it is not so far-fetched to theorize that she must have produced other writings and commentaries. It is theorized that the writings that were lost must have been philosophical in nature, but we will never know, as the Arabs burnt their library at the Alexandria in 640 AD. Despite the limited works we can truly reference, I will still state that three works, their importance, and her contributions regarding them. Polonius's Conics is the most important of the surviving works of Apollonius. Apollonius of Perga was an ancient Greek geometer and astronomer. He was born in 240 BC and died in 190 BC, well before Hypatia's time. Apollonius was most notorious for his works on conic sections, two-dimensional figures formed by an intersecting plane with the cone. Apollonius's conics consisted of eight books. The first four survived through commentary by Eutysius, another great mathematician, and three of the remaining four came down through Arabic. The lost book is theorized to be the book Hypatia wrote commentary on. Hypatia contributed to the astronomical canon of the time by writing commentary on Ptolemy's works. Ptolemy himself was born in 100 AD and died in 170 AD, and was also a mathematician, astronomer, and a philosopher. Ptolemy wrote astronomical treaties such as the Almagest. The pseudo, if considered to be fully accurate, states that Hypatia wrote commentary on either the Almagest or Hanitatus, the corpus of astronomical tables that is paired 
Hypatia's father, Theon, himself had written commentary on the Almagest and had them printed in previous editions. In one of the books of the Almagest that Theon wrote, there was an inscription that said, In the recension of my philosopher daughter, Hypatia. Recension meaning practice editing or revising, which could, which could mean that Hypatia assisted or even wrote some parts of the book that her father was working on and possibly wrote her own commentary later on, validating the hypothesis that she wrote Ptolemy's works. Lastly, Hypatia's contribution to Diophantus' arithmetic may be the only surviving work directly from her. Diophantus, born in 200 AD and died in 284 AD, was an Alexandrian aptitian. His most famous works was the Arithmetica, or Arithmetic, which dealt with solving algebraic equations. The theory, while controversial, states that the mathematical world owes Hypatia a great debt because without her commentary work, there would be less works of Diophantus. The Suda only reference Hypatia's commentary on Diophantus' Arithmetic as the only ancient edition. Therefore, what survived of Diophantus' Arithmetic was truly Hypatia's work. As mentioned previously, Hypatia was also a prominent philosopher of her time, and most definitely wrote on Neoplatonism as she eventually became the leader of her school in Alexandria. Unfortunately, the library in Alexandria had burned down, which contained Hypatia's writings. Hypatia's work and life arc has greatly contributed to the feminist movement in a positive manner. Centuries before a hint of, feminist, of a feminist movement even began, um, Hypatia was able to break Roman social norms and rise to become a mathematician, philosopher, and astronomer. In the article, Silence and Women in Greece and Rome, it states while women were beloved in the home, Roman law made them legally unequal to men and did not provide them with polite status. In the article, Roman, uh, women as legal minors and their citizenship in the Republic in Rome, it states that Roman law is absolutely clear that women cannot be citizens, only men are. Roman citizenship was built on participation. Enjoy rights, but take on responsibilities. Roman, Rome was also a warrior society, therefore masculine traits were obviously highly regarded. The social dynamics created from these factors led to women being excluded because they are not seen as people who can contribute to society. Women were seen only as caretakers of the private sphere, which meant watching children, cooking food, cleaning, and so on. The ideal woman at the time was one whose intelligence and moral sensibility was sufficiently developed to not object to her husband in any way. Considering the fact that the culture of exclusion of women would continue long after Hypatia's death in all parts of the world, the fact that she was able to accomplish so much, not just in philosophy, but the natural sciences, make her almost seemingly the first feminist. Hypatia broke into the public sphere and was quite successful. She attracted large crowds from all religions and ethnicities, even when there was conflict on religious beliefs. 
Hypatia was able to go against the traditional rules and succeed to the highest degree that she is the only woman who can claim was the leading mathematician and astronomer in her time in the city that was a Hellenic scholarship of, and science, a time which was hyper-masculine and oppressive to women, was an all-time high. Her death was a result of a combination of misogyny and religious prejudice. When Theophilus, the bishop of Alexandria at the time, had passed away, his nephew Cyril rose into his position. As a new bishop, he strictly upheld Emperor Theodosius I's edicts against paganism. These edicts were hard to uphold in a city filled with such diversity of ethnicity, religion, and class. The people of Alexandria would engage in clashes and, and street fights between, the, between citizenry and soldiers, and also between classes, religion-wise. Riots between the Jewish pagans and Christian populations were common. The only government figure to go against these edicts was the Roman governor of Alexandria, Orestes S., who had a close relationship with Hypatia and was angered by these edicts. Due to, the close, due to their close relationship, Hypatia was viewed by the Christians as the reason why Orestes and Cyril could not reconcile. She was, like many other women throughout history, also labeled a witch right before her death. Hypatia's horrible death at the hands of Christian men had both religious and misogynist fuel, which only made her a bigger feminist figure. She was so successful that she had to be brought down by the men, just be brought down by men, just because it affected their beliefs. I personally believe she is one of, or possibly the first strong, the first strong female figure in history. The period of the Greeks and Romans was a time where only men held positions of power and influence. In Rome, it was known that only men could serve in the Senate. Only a man who has to serve in the army could obtain a seat. The fact that Hypatia was able to break out of traditional roles and preserve her own path in a misogynistic society was, is truly inspirational. Despite the fact that many, if not all, people of the time believed in the irrational views of gender. Hypatia still chased a highly intellectual career and made her mark in history. Hesychius stated that it was actually Cyril's envy of Hypatia's wisdom and skill of astronomy uh, being the root of his campaign against her. Damascius also states that one time he witnessed Cyril passing by Hypatia's home and witnessed many men and women came to pay their respects to her, further enraging him. While these counts are greatly debated, what is certain is that her character and what it represented uh, grew hatred uh, because of her success despite of who she was. She was one of the most important people to carry on human knowledge so that future generations could build off what previous great thinkers thought of. Not only was Hypatia a torch passer of mathematical knowledge, 
but was also a great philosophical teacher. All her philosophical writings on Neoplatonism was theorized to have burnt in the library, so we may not ever see how eloquently she wrote. <laughs> Without her, I believe we may not have as many technological advances as we have today. I think it's quite unfortunate that we lost many of her original writings because of the burning of Alexandria's library. Like many other great works, it causes me to wonder where we would be as a civilization if these writings were never lost in history. I think Hypatia is inspirational to many as she represents a trailblazer, a person who can go against the grain and obtain success. She was such an anomaly, there was no other woman of, or mathematician of importance until the Middle Ages. Her death, while horrible, only demonstrates how strong she was that people feared how influential she was. Um, as a feminist symbol, Hypatia is a reminder to all women that if she can become the world's leading mathematician and astronomer in ancient Greece, why can't any woman do that now?